Welcome to the Suicide Prevention Show. We are waking up the world with the power of positivity. We are taking you where angels fear to tread. Actually, we are taking you into the realm of angels as we continue our journey to make suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past. And to take us on this journey, we've got none other than Brenda Johnson. Awakening consciously, using chakras, energy, and bringing in more prosperity into your world. That's the journey we're going on right now. So, Brenda, do some magic. Woo! Come into the studio. <laughs> Jackie, after all the stuff we've been through, you got my name wrong. You said Brenda Johnson instead of Brenda Jacobson. I did? <laughs> oh my God, and I was looking right at the slide. Okay, so we have an elephant in the room and yes. the elephant's name is Distraction. <laughs> That's fine. Ah! I, just right. I better set it straight because they'll be confused with my name showing up on my uh, Zoom. Brenda Jacobson. Yes. It's so lovely to see you. That's always lovely to be here with you. All right. So a lot has been shifting in the world. And as the world has shifted, your life has shifted. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> that shift with the capital S going on. Yes. Would you please just you know, go back to where you were and what you were doing and the journey to where you are now. Because where you are now with chakras and energy and prosperity and the program that you have on chakras and meditations and all of these wonderful things that you were bringing positivity and very powerful tools into the world isn't where you started. It's not where I started, in fact. I started, when, when I started working with the chakras, I was actually in corporate finance. I spent 25 years as CFO and CEO with, mostly with small and early stage companies, but those are, those are two very opposing forces. You didn't, you know, back in 2000, you didn't bring a lot of chakra talk into <laughs> the finance sector. In fact, I, I was pushing all my, all of my whether I was employed or my clients to have meditation rooms. And even that was unheard of back then. It's actually very common now to have a place for, for employees to go contemplate and just get that quiet, you know, that quiet time to themselves. But I went through that. I, I left my CFO position finally in 2007. And right about that time, I started getting messages in my meditations about the chakras and um, I was downloaded meditations for each of the each one that's a generalized one, and then one for each of the chakras. Very. Okay. Wait, we're, we're going to put a pause here for just a second, because chakra is not necessarily a common term. Yes, it is in my world, but you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna back this up a little bit. So for anybody who was like me, and I did not know what these things were. Um, Let's, let's just give them a quick definition. You just said there were seven of them. What are they? We actually have several in our, we have several in our body, but what they are, but seven main ones that have very specific energies channeled through them. And what they are is, if anybody's familiar with yoga or with um, acupuncture, 
they address the, the meridians, the energy meridians that run through our bodies. They've actually injected radioactive dye into these meridians to prove that they exist. So we know that they exist scientifically, um, but they channel energy from the earth and energy from the universe into every cell and every organ and every muscle and all the spaces between cells, every single part of our physical body, our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual existence is fed through energy that comes through these meridians. The chakras are like the gateways into those meridians. It's how the energy gets into those meridians in order to sustain life for us. Okay, so the chakras are energy gateways. Yes. Good. All right. You can tell I'm paying attention here. The chakras, the chakras are energy gateways. What's um, we're going deep dive and into all of the things around the chakras. Where do they, okay. So now I've got chakras or energy gateways. Yes. How does that match up with prosperity? What's, what's the connection? Well, we start right at the root chakra. So right at the Running up our spine from, from the okay. tail up to the crown. We got a spine out of the up here, okay. In a straight line, we have seven major gateways. Mm -hmm. And the very first one is a gateway that points down into the earth. So from our tailbone, it points down between our legs into the earth. And that grounds us. That grounds us to this planet. And it gives us the right to be here and to have everything that we desire to live a healthy, happy life on this planet. So if that chakra is not healthy, and so many things will throw it out of balance, if it is not healthy, then we struggle in one realm or another. Okay, so let's give yep. realms. Tell me what realms are. So I want to make sure that we keep this on, a, on something that I my left brain can track. Absolutely. Thank you for checking my language. It becomes so much commonplace for me that I, I forget where I started with this. And I was like you, like, what the heck are these things? But when we talk about realms, we talk about, we have a physical body and everybody can relate to that physical body, the muscles and the organs. We also have an emotional body and that's where we process emotions through. And we also have a mental body. That's where our thoughts and beliefs and patterns live. And we have around that, we have a spiritual body. Oh. And all of those things work together to create the experience that we have in life. Wow. All of those are fed by different vibrations of energy. So when we look, we see different vibrations of light. You know, you see a rainbow and it has all those different colors and those are different frequencies of light which are different frequencies of energy. Mm -hmm. And that's what feeds our body. All of those various different energies come into our bodies and we have to manage those different frequencies within our bodies. All right. So this is what we do on an unconscious level is yes. um, actually maybe the energies are managing me rather than I'm managing the energy. Kind of like the tail wagging the dog for most of us. Uh, yeah. Okay. So good. So if I'm not aware of this energetic system with the spiritual and the emotional and the physical and the chakras and the gateways, then I'm pretty much like driving without a map. Okay. Driving from the back seat. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Ooh, driving from the back seat. Okay. So let's take us on this journey. If we come from, well, 
what's so bad about driving from the back seat? What are the challenges that you were dealing with? What was showing up for you before you, know, there was, you? Yeah. Go ahead. There was so much stuff going on in my life. I was suffering from depression. Hmm. I was, I had no idea. At the time that these came to me, I was going through a divorce. I'd been in a relationship for 29 years from the time I was a young teen and all, never knowing how to be an adult on my own. And all of a sudden that was ending. And I had three kids to deal with. And I, you know, there was just so much going on in my life and I had no skills to deal with that. Wow. I, I was scared of the future. I felt hopeless. I felt alone. I was depressed. I, you know, and, and I was a very successful, I was a very successful CFO at that time on a professional basis highly successful, made, made lots of money to physically, financially support myself, but I had no construct of what life should look like being an adult on this planet on my own. So, so it, um, and that was when the chakras came to me. They came to me when I trained for Reiki. I became a Reiki master, which is working with those energies. And um, I became aware of, of the types of energies that funnel through each of those chakras more importantly the type of emotions that can throw them out of whack and out of balance um different things so here's an example of, of the root chakra for me being ungrounded i so the thing that will that opposes the health of that chakra the emotion is fear i found that i have a challenge with my root chakra even with all the work i've done today it's the first one to go out of balance for me because I struggle just being here on the planet and figuring out life on this, on this level of the planet. All right. Now, I'm, for somebody who's, who's not a Reiki master and hasn't yeah. studied this, how would I know that my root chakra is out of balance? I mean, you said something about fear. Yes. Well, fear will, you know, fear will be. Um, fear knocks it out of balance. But well, how no, would I know it's out of balance? So on the root chakra, if um, there, there's, I teach this in the course, there's so many things that, um, will, that will tell you whether you're out of balance. And you can be out of balance in two different ways. You can be, um, you can be a, either overactive or underactive. So deficient or excessive on each of those chakras. So with a deficient first chakra, these people try to make themselves look really small and insignificant on the planet. Um, the deficient root, you have difficulty solidifying themselves and tend to have poor muscle tone and circulation and color. Those are the physical things. Wow. But also from a, from a, um, from a um, emotional energetic perspective, people, people that, um, with a weak root chakra will have poor boundaries. They don't know how to define themselves. They don't know how to say enough. They don't know how to stand up for themselves. And this was the challenge that I had from most of my, most of my life, I still struggle with it. Um, they're unable to hold those boundaries. They, they, yeah, I mean, people just walk up, walk over them and treat them like a doormat and they don't know how to, um, how to, how to, deal with that. So they're not comfortable. So many things, when we talk about fear, we talk, you know, we think about the tribal mentality. So where we came from, programmed deep in our DNA, 
we came from tribes. Mm -hmm. We came from communities. And for our ancient, ancient ancestors, being kicked out of the tribe was a death sentence. You did not survive if you were not part of a tribe or part of a community. And, um, and that still is programmed within us. And this is the fear. So in the root chakra, we're dealing with pure survival, that self-preservation. What do I need to stay to survive on this planet? And this is where fear will knock us off of that. God. So just understanding that with when we have a really healthy root chakra, we build a container. And that container holds everything that we need to have the life that we desire. It, it can be different for everybody. But some people, some people want, it's interesting to see what survival is to different people. Because there's some people who need to have the, you know, 50,000 square foot house and 15 cars in the garage. That's base level survival for them. And it's not right or wrong. Other people just want a nice, you know, bridge to sleep under so they're not getting wet at night. There's different, totally different um, perspectives of what survival is. And and there's not a right or wrong. It's, you know, we honor all of those. But the trick is, is getting people to understand what their level, what what's a good life for them, and then helping them build that container to hold all of those things. Without that strong container, you know, how many people do you know that have either had a huge business success, or they've inherited money, or they've won a lottery, and more money than they could ever dream of, and a year later, they're claiming bankruptcy. Because they did not statistically, yeah, yeah. They so they so what you're saying is that that would be a, a a symptom that your root chakra is out if you're putting a lot of good stuff, career success, you know, yeah. really good, and and you're not able to sustain it. That would be an indication that you're. That's root an indication chakra. of a weak root chakra. So even yeah. people who have relation, you know, they're in and out of relationships. They have the love of their life comes in this month and three months from now, they're out of that relationship. They can't hold it. They can't hold things in their life. And this is very relevant to entrepreneurs, to businesses of every size, because even they have, we look at those, at those business, those are entities, just like our bodies are. They have the same type of energies flowing through them. They're brought in by the individuals. So it's a little different context, but we see businesses who just cannot hold success. They have beautiful things to offer. They've got great marketing programs. They've got customers coming in, but they cannot show a profit yeah. because they don't have a powerful container with which to build up. Without the strong root chakra, sorry, I'll just finish this and I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk on your own summit, Jackie. <laughs> there we go. What a concept. Uh, no, I was just going to say, when we're done with this, I want to make sure we cover what having too much energy would, would look like. Yeah. So, so yeah. So continue. I, I'm fascinated. Yeah. So um, with the only thing I want to say with the root chakra is that um, it's the foundation of every other chakra. It's the foundation of our lives. So it becomes very, very critical to build that strong, get that root chakra in balance, because otherwise it's like building a house on a really weak foundation where, you know, the floor will sag, the house will lean. It, it won't, it's not strong enough to withhold any kind of pressure or weight. And it's true with our bodies. So it's very much like that. I'm thinking about the amount of pressure that we are all under right now, going yes. through a time of immense change on a global level. 
and thinking, wow, all right, so a weak or a deficient root chakra shows up as an inability to sustain success. What's an overactive one going to show us? Well, overactive, again, whether it's underactive or overactive, you're going to have trouble with your container. So with, a, with an underactive or a deficient first chakra, you have trouble holding those boundaries. So you have trouble defining them. With an overactive one, you become very, your boundaries become very rigid. Wow. You're very resistant to change. Now, in this world, that is not a good thing. The rate that our world is changing right now, being resistant to that is a recipe for disaster, both individually and business-wise. Um, often people will like build, build a protection around themselves. Their boundaries are so strong that it's like a suit of armor. That was, that was exactly how mine was described when I started this work, when I was training in Reiki, the Reiki master, people were trying to do work on me. And she said, no, no, stop it. Nothing will get through. She said, you have got such a suit of armor around yourself that nothing that we do will get into you. And she had to do some private work on me to break down that suit of armor. The minute I get, I get scared of something, if my life takes a turn or something goes out of control for me, I can feel that suit of armor just go, bang. and then I have to work again at releasing it. And the thing is that with the knowledge that I have, I'm aware of when it's happening now. Before, like you said at the beginning, before I was never aware of what the heck was happening in my life. I just didn't like the results, but I didn't know what was driving the results. Got it. So isolation from other people, not feeling connected to other people. So it's like, a deficient root chakra is like too connected to other people where you don't know who you are in the yes. relationship. And um, the opposite of deficit, I've forgotten what the word is. Um, yeah, excessive. Excessive is like having a suit of armor. So you're disconnected from other yeah. people. And wow, so this really is foundational to everything because everything in our world is relationship. And so Absolutely. finding that middle balance and I, I know you, you've got some amazing ways that will help people find this balance. But if somebody suspects that they're one extreme or the other, is there something that they can do that's really simple that would just help bring this yes. sort of into the middle? Um, be, just before we go there, I just want to tell you what a healthy root chakra looks like. Bingo. Okay. Yes. How would yeah. I know I was down? Here's how it's, if it's excessive and if it's deficient, this is what it looks like. But what we're striving for here is um, that feeling of bodily comfort, health, energy, nourishment, finances, personal security, vitality, safety, stability, prosperity, just encouraging expansion and vitality and enabling that physical, mental, emotional growth. That's what we're striving for. You know, there's people that we know that we, we talk about them having the world by the tail, that, oh, you know, anything they want, they get. Like, oh, aren't they lucky? Well, they're not lucky. They've got a, a balanced root chakra. They've got a way of, they've got a balanced chakra system. Oh. So that's what we're striving for, is just to bring balance. Got it. Okay, so I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to hear this. Okay, so the uh, balance equals we'll put quotes around the word luck. Luck or it's, it's when, yeah. What I define balance in the course is, is when the heart and the head are aligned in the, in the whole system, not just in the root chakra, but 
just having that heart and head in alignment. So you're not, they're not opposing forces, but you're right in the root chakra. It's that charisma, that presence that people have, you know, people are attracted to those people. They want to be around those people that those are somebody who have people who have a very strong root chakra or very strong presence. Cool. So, All right. So you'd ask what people can do. And I think in the, the gift that I gave people here. Ah, uh, yes. So the, yes, I, we have that link for everybody coming up. And after I asked, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should tell the story because <laughs> I listen to this. What she is giving you all as a gift is nothing short of amazing. So stick around yeah. because it absolutely addresses the entire system and it's a meditation and it's super easy and it's on an app so you can do it on your phone so totally blew the surprise out of the water <laughs> uh, but don't worry we'll get it to you all and <laughs> there, <laughs> there it is actually katie's already taking care of it so you all don't have to wait but don't start listening to it yet um let's let's continue the conversation <laughs> that's what i was looking are we at the end already <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So moving up the chakra system. So this is the root chakra. And you were talking earlier about the rainbow. And yes. one of the things that helps me with the chakra system is understanding the colors. So yeah. feel free, take us down this road. So there's seven chakras. So the root chakra, as we talked about, is, is at the base of the spine. And it channels red light energy from the earth. The earth is like a giant magnet. So that is your magnetic energy that comes up into your body. We need magnetic energy and all the science is telling us we're very deficient on magnetic energy and it runs every cell of our bodies. We talk about ourselves being electromagnetic beings. Yeah. We've heard that science is telling us that it's because the electrical energy comes from the universe. We see lightning and all those electrical storms come in from the crown chakra the magnetic energy comes in from this magnet that we live on that we call earth and it comes up into our bodies. So that is the first chakra. The second, and, and fear is what will throw that off. The second chakra is, um, is the sacral chakra. So it's right in just between your pubic bone and your belly button. And it channels in orange light. And it is the emotional center of our body. It's where we process emotions. So it is, when we look at the, at the root chakra as self-preservation, the sacral chakra is self-gratification. It's where all of our sexual organs are. It's where we reproduce. It's where we experience pleasure. But it's, it really is that emotional center for our body. The, the, what we are looking for in that is the ability to feel and experience pleasure. The solar plex chakra, which is right in our solar plexus, right below the, the breastbone, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's come back to the sacral chakra for just a second. Okay. 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 Because there's a lot here to unpack. Oh, there is. As far as this being how we give ourselves permission to experience pleasure. Yeah. So somebody who's deficient in the sacral chakra would struggle to have pleasure in their life? They, they will. Guilt is, guilt is the opponent. Where we said fear opposes the health of the first chakra, guilt opposes the health of the second chakra. So when we look at, um, you know, how much guilt has our society put around sex? Like there's huge amount of, um, of issues and shaming around our, our sexuality. 
So it's um, so that's that's the second chakra. We're looking at if it's deficient physically, you're going to have restricted movement and um, even emotionally, you're going to have restricted movement. The body will appear really rigid, trouble yielding to feelings. These are people who can't admit that they have a feeling that can't put any language to their emotions. Oh, um, boy, that's a huge, huge risk in our world to oh, not it is. To express emotion. And, and you'll see that rigidity in them where mm -hmm. they're just not willing to talk or think about that. And as we know through the emotional intelligence work that we're doing, it will open up people's lives and every, every one of those dimensions will open up if you can flow emotion properly through your body. Um, what are their inflexible boundaries again? Um, feeling that if people feel empty, that emptiness, that dullness, that being stuck or isolated, that comes from the second chakra. Got it. Um, social skills are in that second chakra, how, how comfortable you are in socializing. We know that people connect emotionally and people who cannot talk on that level will, will feel very isolated. With excessive um, second chakra, you'll see the drama queens, the people oh. who are just overly emotional all the time and reaching out and um, very codependent, really dependent on other people to be venting their emotions on. They always need to be connected. They, have, they can't spend any time on their own. I have friends who will go from one relationship and you know it will end and two days later they're in another one they can't possibly spend any time on their own because of the weakness in that um so what would it look like if it was balanced if it was balanced we have healthy relationships and healthy sexuality our movements are graceful we have emotional intelligence we can talk intelligently about emotions we can process our emotions with a level of intelligence. Um, we can experience pleasure in every realm of our life. We can nurture ourselves and nurture others without being codependent with them. We can accept change, um, exhibit healthy boundaries at every level of life. Um, when, you're in, when you have that level of emotional intelligence and emotional resilience, you can weather those ups and downs and those changes. They don't knock you totally off balance. Um, oh, cool. so that's, yeah, that's kind of what, a second chakra looks like. There we go. All right. Thank you for slowing that down and letting me unpack that because I love getting this sense of what it looks like, you know, on all three. Yeah. Excessive and balanced. So when it comes to the next chakra, you said it's the solar plexus. Now the solar plexus exists right below the breastbone, right? Yes. Okay. So this is the part that's really tender. If, if you want to, in martial arts, if you want to disable an opponent, you hit them right there. And you take their breath away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very okay. much so. The reason for that is that is our center of power. That is our center of personal power. When you disable somebody's power, you disable them. They become very weak. So it is, it is the chakra where we define ourselves. And in our society, so like, Almost everybody struggles because society tries to define us. Parents try to define us. Churches try to define us. Our teachers try to define who we are. And if you don't fit into that very narrow little box that they put out for you, that is right or wrong, you and I both, right? Yeah, I don't fit into anybody's box. 
No. And so then there, and so the opponent of that chakra is shame. People will shame you and you can relate to this. I can relate to this from my childhood. I was shamed for being very, very different. And I admit I was totally, I think I was ahead of my time, but I was totally different than anybody else. I was different than my three sisters. <laughs> my parents had no idea what to do with me. And in order to get me under control, they would shame me for being who I am. Tell me that it was wrong. Put on tranquilizers when I was seven years old so that I would quit being different than my three sisters, you know? So shame is a really big, um, it is the opponent of that, of that third chakra. So when the third chakra is deficient, how yeah. would that show up? Um, people have a lack of fire, like a lack, lack of vitality, poor self-confidence, a weak will, they lack, lack spontaneity, they're really easily manipulated by others and they often feel victimized. This is where you're going to see the victims show up. Depression is really prevalent in these people. Um, again, the result is they feel shame. Shame will drive depression. There's a weak ego um, characterized by avoidance rather than overcompensation, which we see in excessive. Um, well, take us there. So if, if the signature of a deficient um, solar plexus chakra, the third chakra, at the its avoidance, excessive would be what? How would that show up? It would be well with with your deficient ones. Those you're going to see your people pleasers there. Okay. Overactive ones. These are the ones that have power over. These are the bullies and the tyrants that will show up. That will they will diminish others in order to make themselves feel more powerful. Um, they bolster their ego through accomplishments, um, engagement, busyness. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that kind of summarizes it. These are your bullies and tyrants and workaholics that are showing up in this. So, and your rigid will. You added busyness to that. And I'm like, is it normal for people to swing? Because I'm on both ends of this yeah. one. Yeah. Very common to go back and forth. Ah, it's like a teeter-totter. You know, the teeter-totter goes up and down and you'll never get it to sit perfectly still. If you do, there's something wrong because life does not stop. Oh, what good. So if the goal is not to be in a state of balance all the time on all of them. The goal is to be bouncing between those two so that the result is that you feel like sometimes you might be shy and withdrawn in certain things and other times you could be overcompensating. It's getting those swings between the two to be minimized. Got it. Okay, not to be gone, but to not be extreme. They'll never be gone. And I tell people, this isn't a once and done thing. People that take my course and they learn how to all the, you know, how to recognize the symptoms, how to heal and bring those chakras into balance, they're not done. Like it's just really good information because then you can identify when you're swinging one way or the other and you have strategies to heal it. But it is, um, it is not ever done. I have, I taught my course starting in December, and man, after three weeks, I was going through huge shifts in my own stuff, like challenges that I was having to clear out, because life just life is traumatic for us. It certainly can be. There is no doubt. We are in the season of change. We are, and, and, and our, we are not, as human beings, we are not really comfortable with that. Yeah, even though 
even though change is our a whole experience of life from the moment of birth we yeah. are in a everything is changing around us. we are changing you know and so but you're right we're not taught to be comfortable with change with change and what's really throwing people into overwhelm now is not that we're changing but it's the speed and the intensity of change people in in that the astrological community that i work with say that this is the biggest evolutionary shift in mankind in humanity in over 12,000 years is what we're going through right now like this is profound shift so anybody on the anybody on the call who's feeling a little wonky like you're not on stable ground congratulations that means you're normal you're normal yeah and all we want to do is give them tools to help work them through that cool all so right like I say, this isn't just a, you know, come here and, and we'll give you a fish. This is come here. We'll teach you how to fish. We'll <laughs> teach you how to manage these things as they hit you. I've been doing this for 20 years. I learned this in the late nineties and I have been using it for 20 years. And it is my one go-to tool for every time, you know, as you know, Jackie, I fell that 3000 feet down a mountain in 2009. This is what got me through that. It took five years, but this got me through and taught me a whole lot about it. Well, the amazing thing is not that it took you five years, but that it took you only five years <laughs> to recover from falling down a mountain. Absolutely. And you know that when I look back on that, it took two years for my body to heal. My physical body healed in about two years. I could walk fairly normally again. I could get out. I was weaker, obviously, but I could get out. It was the emotions that kept me stuck. It was the anger that my life ended in those few seconds that it took me to fall that far. It was the shame at what my body would and wouldn't do for me, the disgust, the, all of those contracting emotions that I was stuck in, I had no tools to process them. That's where the learning came in. That's where, that's where UEQ came in, that, that learning about emotional intelligence. How do I manage my emotions? Very much second chakra work. Very much. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know what UEQ is, um, we will go into that at towards the end, just so you'll know. We will not leave you hanging with that. Um, yes, I, I keep dropping these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's my job is to pick them up. <laughs> so uh, we have a question about what color is the solar plexus chakra? It is. It is yellow. The way I remember this is it is the sun. It is the center of our universe. So uh, it, yes. it channels that power. power of the sun. I love that. I love that. That's great. It's an cool. easy one to remember. Yeah, easy one to remember. Okay. So moving on up. Fourth moving chakra. On up, the heart. Ooh. The heart is actually the bridge between the upper chakras and the lower chakras. So it's right in the center of the system. And it is, it is the most delicate of all of all of the chakras and it is that where we learn to give and receive love give and receive anything it's that balance between giving and receiving most of us are very good at giving especially in the healing community most people are very good at giving but they really suck at receiving they do like and i and i include myself in there yeah okay i get this and over giving is just as much of a relationship challenge as overtaking so, absolutely cool all right yeah. so deficient heart chakra 
how would I know? Heart chakra is, um, let me just make sure that I'm giving all the accurate information. Um, all right, here comes the fire hose, people. Here um, comes the fire I'm, I'm going to try to I, manage the fire I, hose. I can answer the first question, which is the color, because yes. heart chakra is green. The heart chakra is green. And sometimes people will associate pink with the heart chakra hmm. being the uh, being the, the color of love. Um, the opponent of the heart chakra is grief. Really? So, yeah. You, you hear about being heartbroken. Oh, got it. That okay. is grief. That will, that will throw us out of whack. And so the kinds of things when we're looking at, um, at deficient and underactive and overactive, um, people with an underactive heart chakra tend to withhold love and affection and withdraw from relationships. Not because they don't want love, but because they don't want to take the risk of getting hurt and creating that grief. I had that. I lost the man that I was in love with, died very suddenly on me. And the grief, like the heart literally broke. In fact, I was told later I had a heart attack when they did a cardiac thing on me. I know I was very sick in around that time, but it, it physically manifested in me as a heart attack. I just knew that I was heartbroken and processing that grief. And I'll tell you for years, years and years after that, I did not want to get in a relationship because I did not want to experience that level of grief again in my life. That shut my heart chakra down. It was very, very underactive. So that's the type of thing that we look for. Um, so when we put up those boundaries around our heart and that, again, that suit of armor around there to protect our heart, the challenge with that is it keeps the hurt out, but it keeps it keeps us isolated. So it keeps the hurt out, but it keeps all the love out and all those positive emotions out. It doesn't just keep the pain out. It keeps everything out. That sounds a lot like depression. It's very much like depression. It's like, it's, it's just not worth it. It just was not worth me stepping out and taking the risk of getting into a relationship again. Um, it just hurt too much. So that's the underactive chakra overactive is that excessive neediness for love the ones that i talk about that have to go from relationship to relationship just can't be on their own using love to compensate for that sense of incompleteness within themselves they look to others to provide that sense of wholeness rather than rather than getting it from within themselves that self-love is the foundation of the heart chakra and so many of us have never learned to love ourselves we've been taught that it was selfish Selfish was a bad word. I look at it as a good word now, but you know, selfish doing things for yourself was, was frowned upon in my upbringing. I had to shift from this idea of being self-centered and when exactly. the, day, the day I got it, if I'm not in the center of my own life, whose life am I living? Yeah. And, and so you start to honor yourself. And I mean, there's so many teachings out there and cliches out there, you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't have love, if you don't have love for yourself, you, you have no ability to authentically love other people. So it all starts with that self-love and so much for so many of us, it was damaged in childhood. And we have to go back to that inner child and nurture that inner child in order to be able to bring that heart chakra into balance. 
So yeah. when we look at a balanced heart chakra, it is those people that have that balance between giving and receiving. They have, they, they feel complete. They feel whole and they feel loved. And they're able to extend those same feelings to others in a really authentic way. They have love and compassion for themselves and for those people around them. And it's unconditional. It's not, you know, you do this, I will love you. It's unconditional love. Um, Oh, that's so beautifully put. People with a balanced heart chakra have a very positive outlook on life. They recognize all the good things because there is so much more good than bad out there. When this system comes into balance, we're able to see that and to receive that. And we'll have the strong container to hold it. <laughs> so cool. that's the heart chakra. All right. So we're going to zip through and we're going to do the fifth chakra, which is right here, right? It is the throat chakra. Yeah. Right in the, obviously in the throat. And it's, um, it is where you find your voice, that personal voice. We, we look at that and, um, and um, when we build the, so it, it, it builds from the root. So we become, we feel safe. We know how to manage our emotions. We've defined ourselves as a very healthy, whole human being. We know who we are. We have our good boundaries. We've come to a point of loving and accepting ourselves in the heart chakra. And then when we get to the throat chakra, we can express that. We can express ourselves to the world. So this is where we actually start showing up in the world. The second chakra is where we bring the outside world in through all of our senses. The throat chakra is where we bring our inside world out to the outer world. We have our voice. We can, we speak our truth comfortably, whether people agree with us or not, we're comfortable expressing our inner truth. And um, the, the thing that opposes this chakra is the secret lies and mixed messages. Mixed messages will just scramble that chakra. When people say one thing and do another thing, you just don't know. It, it just sends you into a tailspin until you, unless you're very grounded in that. With that balanced root chakra, you can um, speak very, very openly um, and honestly and authentically. You present a real authentic self, your authentic self to the world. So again, with underactive fifth chakra, trouble communicating. You have people who who have a very quiet voice or a very raspy voice. They they talk so quietly that you can't hear them. Um, extremely shy and self-conscious have difficulty putting their thoughts into words, especially when it's emotions that are involved. Um, overactive, you see people who have to be the center of attention. They're loud and boisterous and they are far better at talking than they are at listening. And um, they just, they just want to be the life of the party and nobody has a, a chance to talk. Those are people that have a very overactive um, fifth chakra. And what we're looking for in the balanced fifth chakra is that accuracy of communication, that's being able to communicate your truth, um, whether, whether it's accept, you know, acceptable to others or not. Being able to witness and meet another person's truth and their approach to life. Um, what else? Good communication skills, which means that there's balance between speaking and listening. It's not just listening all the time, it's being having that balance between the two of them. Cool. So that's that's the fifth chakra. Yes, that's the fifth chakra, the, the throat chakra. Then and the color for that one is 
um, blue, like a sky blue. Cool. It's actually a very beautiful, beautiful chakra when you get Absolutely. those colors coming. Yeah, we'll talk about colors at the very end because I want to make sure we get to the sixth and seventh. So right. the sixth chakra is this one, right? Right up here on the forehead? It's the third eye. It's called the third eye chakra. And it is, we're moving away from the physical and into the etheric side of the body. So this is where we start working with, um, instead of tangible physical energies, like physical in, in that they're emotional, they're tangible, you can identify them. We're moving into more of a realm of symbols and symbolic messages. That third eye sees things that, the, that other people don't necessarily see around them. It's the first, the real strong connection to universal energies. So in this chakra, we, we have people that identify with different angels. I identify with all of these things. Numerology, the symbol of numbers. Animal medicine is very powerful in native spirituality. It was one of my first entry points into this realm of, of this, this work that I'm doing is getting at, you know, receiving messages through animals because there's so many books I could look them up on. Mm. Those are recognizing those symbols are the world of the fifth chakra. Cool. So it's actually the home, also the home of your intuition. So people who have a very healthy, I won't go into the deficiencies, but when we're looking at um, a balanced sixth chakra, people show strength in their intuitive abilities. They can receive those messages. They, they, it's the home of your imagination. So they can use their imagination and their creativity. They can access those. They can calm their mind and see clearly without um, interference from, from personal issues. So these are the people who can get into that meditative state and no matter what's going on in the world around them, they can take that time to just find that calm place, that calm place in their, in their world. What um, knocks this one out of alignment? What knocks this one out of alignment is imbalance in all of the other chakras will, oh. whether it's grief or, um, you know, the, the fear, so, the, any of the lower chakra things. If the stack is out of alignment, then yeah. you're, you're, it's going to impact will, your ability to receive intuition. Yeah. And then the other, so that's the one thing, but the other big thing is illusion. If people go into their imagination, they can go out of balance and they can not be able to identify between illusion and reality. They will get stuck mm -hmm. in illusion and think that that is their reality. And so being careful, not imagination is so powerful, but it becomes destructive when it creates an illusion of something that is not based in reality. Um, when you can't marry the, the imagination with reality, illusion will push you out of balance. Got it. All right. And the color of that one is a, is a deep indigo, which is a very dark turquoise. Oh, indigo is a dark turquoise. Yeah, dark. It, it's that dark, dark blue that's almost, almost looks black, but it's, um, yeah, it's very dark turquoise. Cool. All right. Bring, then, that, bring us home. Bring us home. So then the top, um, the top of our head is the crown chakra. And as I said earlier, it's where you channel that universal energy in. And it feeds down into that central channel along with the magnetic energy of the earth. And it is where we, um, it's, it's where we collect knowledge from all realms. It's, you know, we can get it from, from visions. We can get it from books. We can get it from songs, from dreams, from so many different places, but we will 
it's hungry for knowledge because it's in processing that knowledge that we be able to that we're able to see the world as it is and the possibilities of where that can go. So it really is our um, when we collect that data, we are able to define ourselves more clearly. So we gain self knowledge through the knowledge that we collect in through this crown the crown chakra. So that what we're looking for in that chakra is that ability that ability to know and learn. When you learn, when you take on information like that, you expand your universe and you expand your way of being. And so I've always told people that that ignorance is is um, it just got it. The words just left me. Um, that but the lack of knowledge. When you bring in that lack of knowledge, you you become very ignorant. You don't have the information that you need to make your proper decisions and your proper evaluation of your life and your world. And when people shut down that, that crown chakra, they shut off that ability to learn new things, to explore new horizons, to bring in new knowledge. So that is what the crown chakra is. And it integrates all of the other chakras into, into the um, health of that crown chakra. Got it. Okay, so that explains a lot. I'm starting to see some patterns in what's true for me. So I'll invite everyone to just take a deep breath. We went on a real jaunt through <laughs> this energy system. And I realized that there is another conversation to be had. So we're going to have to have you back on another show. So, awesome. And, and it's going to be a prerequisite that people watch this one so that they know the language of what we're talking about. What would knock the crown chakra out of balance again? I want to make sure that I get it in my notes. Um, the crown chakra would be knocked out of balance by cer certainty. That was, the, that was the word I was looking for. Certainty is the mother of ignorance. Um, when people become very certain that they are right, that, and they're not open to other people's opinions or to other people's views of the world, it will knock that chakra. It will shut the chakra down. Wow. And um, no, no new information can come in. So their life becomes very stagnant. Got it. All right. So the good news is we gave everybody the gift and we have a question. Um, someone, uh, Cheryl, thank you, Cheryl. Um, the color rose and, the, and does it have the highest vibration of all? Because there's a great poem about um, roses with a blush of rose. Yeah. yeah. A cream white rose with a blush on its petal tips. Right. Um, but, you know, the question is, what is, is it true that the rose color has the higher vibration? I, I, that's not my understanding. My understanding is that the white light energy, which is the crown actually has, has two colors. It has violet and it has the white energy coming through it. Oh, and the white that. energy, we know that the color white is not really a color. It's a culmination of all of the other colors brought in together. It's why the crown chakra can feed every channel in our body, because through the white light energy, it brings in the frequencies of all of the other ones. So to me, that's the purest of all energies. The, the, I would say the rose colored energy is certainly the most powerful love energy, but our system oh. is more than just love. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the knowledge and the and the imagination and the intuition and survival and pleasure. All of those things come together, but that really gets fed primarily through that um, the power of the white. 
Oh my God, John Lennon got it wrong when he said, <laughs> all you need is love. You know? All you need is love. Well, it's a good place to start. It's a great place to start. So start with, I'm going to just suggest that people start with the color that vibrates the highest for them, where they are today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, and in the meditation that was, that is the gift. Yes. I really encourage people to download that because you put it on when you go to bed. So you don't have to take any time out of your day, but right. it will bring all of those colors in. For anybody who falls asleep when they meditate, this is a good one. <laughs> and it's free on the app. And um, and it just will start to, you'll start to notice when you wake up in the morning, certain things will bubble up. Like, you'll, you know, certain energies will come up and you will be told where you need to start working. Cool. After doing that for several days, you know, a week or so, you'll start to get little, you know, things will seem out of whack in your life or you'll get a vision of something or people experience it very differently. However, it went around, it's downloaded well over a hundred thousand times. Mm -hmm. And the, the emails that I get from people, the profound healing that they get from this boggles my mind. It boggles my mind that this is, I've got one guy that went from homeless to having billions of dollars. And he said, it's all because of this meditation. So profound. Yeah. I mean, we know from our other conversations that along with money needs to come money management, you know, and so healing means that you not only have all of these trappings of prosperity, but you have the power to be able to sustain them. Absolutely. And that's where the disconnect has been in our society for so long yeah. is the focus was on getting, but not on managing. And not, oh, and not on wealth. It was on finances, but not wealth. Like wealth encompasses so much more than just money. Mm -hmm. Some of the happiest people I know have the least amount of assets. Yeah, you know? it, it is this whole personal perspective on the world. Yeah. It's balance. So cool. So thank you for being willing to bring that into this small time frame and share it with everyone, Brenda. You're welcome. It was a fire hose. It, it, you know, it was a concise fire hose. And so um, there's a question about somebody who has a desktop and cannot download the meditation, meaning that you don't have a phone that they can get the app on. So send us an email and we will make sure that you get access to whatever you need. If and they, so, yeah. There we go. Um, the, the link that Katie put in there takes them to my, the app page on the website, but if they go into the contact and they can send me an information, a thing and I can send them a link. Oh, awesome. There we go. So we got you covered, Cheryl. Um, no worries. <laughs> so lots and lots of opportunities for everyone to be part of this conversation and to make sure that you get the gift of this meditation. It certainly is profound. Yeah. Brenda, thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie. You kept me, you kept me on track. That's my job. You're awesome. Very Hang around. The ride gets more interesting from here. Thanks so much.